It's not hard because it's it's the whole thing. It's the gift, you know. Yeah. It's this is in a sense the gospel. God gave Jesus. Yes. And so, I guess you know I I totally get uh, Richard's sense of of the profound and the and the inexplainable uh, God becoming man. I totally get that, and that will never have enough words to try and explain, you know, yes. to explain and enjoy it. Um, but the other part of it is it's simple as can be because God so loved the world that he gave hmm. his only begotten son. And that is the greatest, it's the unspeakable gift. Hey guys, this is Mike Neglia with the Expositors Collective Podcast. Here is a special episode. This is a hyper-focused episode. Um, There's not a lot of uh, stories or interesting anecdotes. We're really only talking about one thing and one thing only, how to make the most of the Christmas season. Um, This is a time when people come to church who don't usually come to church. It's a time when we get to sing well-beloved Christmas carols. And for the preacher, sometimes it can be kind of a challenging time because we want to have something that is fresh and new every single year, but also we don't wanna be too fresh. We don't wanna deviate from biblical faithfulness. And so with that in mind, I gathered together uh, Pastor Wayne Taylor and Pastor Richard Semino, and they have a combined experience of many, 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 many more Christmas sermons than I have. And so we talked through about what it means to teach and preach the Christmas story uh, faithfully year after year. Now, Richard is similar to me in that he maybe feels the stress or (laughs) a little bit of dread at the Christmas season, Um, but Wayne just stinking loves Christmas. He has preached so many Christmas messages. He's even written a book of Christmas devotionals And we talk together, the three of us, about ways that we can make the most of the Christmas season. And so this is kind of a bonus episode. And uh, because A, we're gonna release it outside of a regular Tuesday release. And then also it's a bonus episode because the audio quality is a little bit poor. (laughs) Um, The first couple minutes are a little bad and then it actually does level out and get better. Um, But I figured if we call it a bonus episode, then you can't complain about the audio quality. So anyway, hope this serves you. I ho, ho, hope (laughs) this serves you. (laughs) Um, I should edit that out, but I think I'm going to leave it in. I ho, ho, hope that this and all that we do at the Expositors Collective helps you to grow in your personal study and your public proclamation of God's word. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast. This is a special Christmas edition or Advent edition. I'm here with Richard Semino and Wayne Taylor. You've been a guest on the Expositors Collective Podcast already. In this very location. Yeah. This property. And, And Wayne, I've wanted you to be on here for a long time. Glad to have you here. It's a real honor to be here and... I, I feel blessed. Well, so we're here specifically to have like a, a hyper-focused episode. So I don't, I don't want to hear about your first sermon. I don't want to hear about your sermon prep routine. We really want to talk about Christmas 
And how do you prepare and teach and plan um, the Christmas season? So I have, a, I, have a, I have a Scrooge to my right, and I have uh, a Miracle on 34th Street to my left. So, so Richard, you find Christmas challenging? Yeah. Do you want to tell about Because it's a story that's so familiar to many, not everyone, and yet it's so profound and so profoundly simple. Um, it's... It's so profound in that it is God taking on human flesh, and it's so simple that, like, what more do you say? Hmm. That's how I feel about it. Like, what more can be said? Yeah. God became man. And um, and yet there's the weight of bringing it out of the hyper-familiar. We all right there? Yeah. Bringing it out of the hyper-familiar, which the kind of the familiarity kind of takes away the sense of wonder. Right. And I was just reading this great thing on a devotional by Paul Tripp, which said that, um, you know, sometimes what, 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 what is wonder for us is what moves our hearts, yeah. right? And if we lose the wonder of the incarnation, it loses its grip on our hearts. So you feel the weight of that responsibility, and yet I just feel so overwhelmed by the pro- how profound and yet how simple it is. So it's a conundrum for me. Yeah. How many Christmases have you preached? Uh, a lot. <laughs> not, maybe not as many as Wayne. Wayne got a big head start on me because you started really young, much younger than I did. But I can say at least 13, uh, 20, 30, 30 years as a, as a, as a lead pastor. Yes. Yeah. So about 30 Christmases. Yeah. Does it get easier? No. <laughs> no. Okay. But what has made it easier in a way is the run up, like the advent approach to it, like yes. the promises of his coming, um, the, the, the hope of his coming. So that's kind of, it just leaves the weight on the Christmas Eve moment or the Christmas Day moments. So. Okay. Um, Wayne, how many Christmases have you preached? I was just doing the math and um, it's well over a hundred for sure. It's probably, because I do not once a year thing, you yeah. know, I'll do at Christmas time, I'll do at least probably three messages where even when we had our own church, um, when, when I was, I should say when I was, had my own church that I was preaching in, um, cause now my son is, has taken over. But, um, in those years I would, we would have at least three Sundays that were we're about Christmas, okay. maybe four. So really the whole Advent lead up. Yeah, we'd have Wednesday nights. I mean, we'd do concerts. We'd have many, many things. And so mm, probably 130 or 40. Wow. And does it get easier? Well, sometimes you have to, you're obviously piggybacking on something you've maybe done earlier. But I try to, I, I'll go over... Um, if, if I'm preaching from a certain passage and having gone through the Bible three times already teaching it, then, so I have spoken on it just as it is going through the Bible. But then if I, I'm fixating on a certain passage, which I pray for, you know, the main message I'm praying for, okay, let's have something fresh, something new. And um, it's not hard because... Um, it's it's the whole thing. It's the gift, you know. Yeah. It's this is 
in a sense, the gospel. God gave Jesus. Yes. And so I guess, you know, I, I totally get uh, Richard's um, sense of, of the profound and the, and the inexplainable uh, God becoming man. I totally get that. And that will never have enough words to try and, exp- you know, yes. to explain and enjoy it. Um, but the other part of it is it's simple as can be because God so loved the world that he gave hmm. his only begotten son. And that is the greatest, it's the unspeakable gift. Okay, so so how how do you put that together year in, year out, you know, December 7th, December 14th, December uh, 21st? <laughs> how do you stretch that out over and over again without being, I don't want to say repetitive because there is something repetitive about it no matter what, but how do you work up maybe the enthusiasm? And uh, yeah. what would you say to to Richard or to me that, you know, I looked at the calendar and I'm like, oh, Christmas is coming. Okay, what am I right. going to do this year? So how would you encourage the the preacher that is that sees it coming and maybe is excited on a family point of view, mm-hmm. but then is kind of maybe dreading it on a preaching point of view? That's that's a great question. And I think it, it'll depend on your your spiritual gifts and your makeup um, in in what will ra- arouse great joy. Yeah. But for me, it's really pretty simple. I'm I'm an evangelist is is probably the first gift, and then the shepherding teaching along with it. Um, but as an evangelist, I mean, we saw mass people get saved in December. You know. I like that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. a, I'm a shepherd, man. I want, I want yeah. sheep. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I'm super duper excited. And there's many different things you can do. Like we would do a dessert theater with, with acting and music and, and, you know, people reading poetry and things like that. And then at the end, I would share a little something and 30 people would accept the Lord, you know, on that, on that night. Uh, Sunday morning, you know, for a couple Sunday mornings there, maybe the kids are are singing it, but then I have a message, you know, and all their family, every every single family member known to man is in there, you know what I mean? And so many come to the Lord. So, and, and it's the same sort of thing. Everyone will have that final emphasis. Now, with other people who might have a little different gift, I mean, if you have a gift, say, as a shepherd and, and flock, you know, sheep are hurting. They're messed up. They're they're broken. Um, everything in the Christmas story is covered. You know what I mean? It might be fears with them having to flee to Egypt, you know, and Herod going to kill the babies and, you know, all this stuff. So you've got that. You've got um, no room at the end. You know, there's there's just so many teaching lessons to comfort and help people. Um, so I think whatever a person's, um, the Christmas story covers so much. And it, and it also covers anywhere from in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word became flesh right, yeah. and dwelt among us. So you got the absolute huge, gigantic picture of eternity, and um, you've also got the the moment you know when Mary gave birth, 
and Joseph evidently was there to catch the baby. I don't know. It says she brought forth, so we don't even know how that happened exactly. Wow. Yeah. You know, so yeah. so there's a lot of problems you can deal with and interesting human experience. The humanity of it is yeah. one of the places that I found that I could go and and really hit the the like the majesty of it meets mm-hmm. this incredible humanity yeah. moment and uh, that's kind of where I find that I, I'm most comfortable to walk around in and to to make it like God became so touchable. Mm. And here's where He mm. did it in a back alley in this little mm-hmm. town of Bethlehem, right. in the first century AD. So that's that's my work around on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so Richard, do you feel <laughs> that you need to have a fresh presentation of the Christmas story every year? I have found that I have probably four or five Christmas Easter spaces that I feel like I'm at home in. Yes. And, you know, you, I think they're fresh. Um, and, I, and I'm always looking through them going, okay, so it, it, even sometimes I'll look at one and go, man, this one's just really the one I want to, and I can look and go, oh, you did that one like two years ago. It's like, that's okay. You, this is you can. This is the one. For okay. This, this one. So do you feel kind of permission yeah, to permission to to reuse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I did it two years ago. I did a whole Advent se- series. Couple, you know, maybe five mm-hmm. six years ago, and then two years ago we moved church buildings. Well, we lost our building and then moved into a, a high school gym, and then also I had a son that was born. Yeah. <laughs> so December was pretty busy for me, and I decided to give myself permission to re-preach a whole um, Advent series. Yeah. So I had four. I, I did four you know, redos or do-overs yes. in, a, in a row. And it felt kind of like cheating. But also I was just like in a really, really busy season of life. And um, you know what? Like in theory, I'm, I'm against re-preaching stuff. But you know what? No one even noticed. No one mentioned it. Turns out people don't pay attention Sometimes as much to my sermon as I think, I, as I think they do. I think the Lord for, can, not in a strange way, but- he hems us in sometimes because he has something he wants said mm. and we're not left with much recourse and there we are. Yes. You know? And I, I, I feel like, Lord, this is on you. You've got this, right? Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wayne, do you preach Christmas sermons? Well, another good thing about Christmas, it's not just the Bible. There's so many stories around Jesus and the Bible, like Santa, you know, St. Nicholas. There's a whole sermon right there with that man, this guy who was named Nicholas, Mm -hmm. who was in Turkey, in Myra, I believe. And he was a, you know, I don't know if he was a bishop. Um, He was a very, you know, anyway, he got persecuted by the Roman church, thrown in prison, and, you know, he's he's a well-known guy. And so there's a story about his life and um, and his giving of gifts, you know, to yeah. people. And so I like to talk about Santa. And, and um, you can use the culture, yeah. I think, the present culture, and then you go back to the real culture mm-hmm. of what happened with Jesus, you know. And then there's Christmas carols. Yeah. There's stories for so many yeah. of them. What, I, what I've thought of doing is like, I'd love to, and maybe this is the year, maybe not. Maybe I'll get kicked off of the Expositors Collective for saying that. 
but like to do a month and just go through like you know joy to the world like yeah. to, to go verse by verse through a christmas carol is that okay i don't know um yeah. but if if you That's did what I, idea if you did one on santa claus actually. then i can do one yes. on, but Seriously, like, you know like what you just said is like i've been thinking i want yes. to do something so simple but we really christmas Eve service, yep. yes right? and we try to keep it um, it's like 60 minutes, top to bottom, everybody's in, kids from the littlest to the oldest. Yeah. So it becomes a little more challenging in terms of like little few distractions here and there. Yeah. And every year we close with the kids coming up and they, they you know, they sing, oh, come let us adore him. But this year I was thinking, I want it to be so simple and I just want the musicians to sit center stage, lights down on them and and just come up and just for say something for five seven minutes mm. and the idea of taking a great christmas hymn and yeah. just walking through that hymn yep. is like thank you michael thank oh. you very much <laughs> Plus, do i have permission do i have permission i'm gonna send you guys a book oh yes please. i wrote called tidings of great joy awesome. and we take the entire month of december not sundays one through 31 because we've yeah. you know there's another six days that yeah. need need a little christmas cheer too yeah. anyway there's we have a devotional for every single day and i'm going to give you that guys that because i think you'll you'll be encouraged by it you know you'll be really blessed and it might give you some ideas because there's i i put them in a simplified form but like parents read them to their kids and it's it's really actually i'm i wrote it so that other people could evangelize hmm. and kind of give well here's the story of christmas and, and so yeah and is this available online because thanks for giving it to the two of us but what about the listeners to the expositors I mean, collective could, where can they, they get it they could um probably at this point um, because we don't really sell them at the church now but they can they they can actually write to me and my e email address. Yeah. I'll put up the details in the show notes for this episode. Sure. And it's a PDF? It's No, it's actually a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a book. It's I, a paper I guess I could. They, wow. It's one of those paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tidings of great joy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, because, again, I have, like, I, maybe I was too dramatic earlier, but it's not dread, but it's just like, okay, it's coming. You know, yeah. I, I planned out. I totally get it. I planned out my whole preaching calendar for 2019, and I'm finishing Joshua next week, and then it's December, and then it's Advent. And mm -hmm. I don't, Advent, I just wrote out the word Advent mm -hmm. for, four, for four weeks. I didn't pick what. Yes. And then now I'm like, ah. Yeah. And I mentioned this to a few of my friends, and yeah. they're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do either. I hope you had an idea for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought I'd grab you guys who have preached a lot of Christmases and see if you mm -hmm. have any ideas. And maybe people are listening to this podcast and they feel the same way. Or they probably feel the same way as one of you. Either really excited yeah. <laughs> like you, Wayne, or... It's, it's, it's trepidation, not, not dread. Okay. It's, it's, it's not, not excited. Yes. It's just, I just feel between Christmas and Easter, it's the biggest mountain of stuff. Right, and I feel sometimes like I've got a little teaspoon that I'm working with. Yeah. Plus, plus it is Super Bowl Sunday in a sense for mm -hmm. a preacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're gonna have big crowds, bigger crowds. Yeah. And um, I think you can even put out what your title is, and maybe have some singers, whatever, but and say, hey, this is gonna be a great time of learning about God's great gift, and you know, people just come. 
Yeah. A lot of people come. Hmm. Yeah. And so, Wayne, how, how do you like give an altar call on a, on a Christmas service? What do you, what do you do for that? Well, I'll, I'll go through the Christmas story in some, in some fashion and then <clears throat> bring it down to the, the essentials of sharing the gospel, which, you know, includes this person, um, because being a Christian is not just believing Jesus came as a baby and he's not, by the way, he's not still a baby, you know, sort of thing. He, he grew up, he became a man, but the God man. And then you explain, obviously, how he died on the cross for our sins. And that, you know, I tell people all the time, he's the only one who, when he was born, his main purpose in life was to die. That's not the main purpose for our lives, but it was for his. Mm. He came to take all our sins and die. Now, he had other parts of that actually to show God and, you know, many other aspects of it. But his his main job was to die, be a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So you share that and then, you know, the resurrection. So once it comes to that point, then I'll just say, and you can receive this this gift from God. It must be received. Mm -hmm. And in order to understand how much you need it, you need to repent of your sin or be willing to turn from your sin and receive forgiveness. And and Jesus paid the entire price for that. When you receive him, you're forgiven of every sin. God's grace is there. You're washed. So very simple. And then I'll pray with them. And and then usually what I do is um, I'll give them, a you know, one of the books at that point. So I, I call them up, you know, at the end and and they'll you know they'll receive the books and and then we can sometimes get their their number if they're if they want to give it yeah. so that we can follow up and encourage them and all that stuff well i can see why you like christmas so much if people keep getting yeah. saved and so <laughs> and it makes me feel a bit silly but oh what am i going to preach about but yeah. yeah when there's the reality this is a great chance to invite people to know yeah. um jesus as he is yeah come to this world yeah. to save sinners that's right yeah. So are you excited now, Richard? I am. We're going <laughs> to preach Christmas carols and uh, invite people to get saved? Yeah. Cool. Amen. <laughs> well, thanks, Wayne. Um, thanks, Richard. You're welcome. Merry, you. Merry Christmas to, to you and to all a good night. <laughs> well, hey, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, my thoughts... My prayers are with you that as you are putting together an Advent series or as you're putting together a Christmas carol service, that really that Jesus Christ can be magnified. Um, Yes, we're talking about him, the one who has come as a helpless baby, but he also is the one who ever lives and rules and reigns as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So I pray that you can have just the help of the Holy Spirit to make much of the Son of God to the glory of God. All right, God bless you.